Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Your Mate Tom podcast. Just before I introduce the next guest, I'd just like to cover a few things first. Things that, you know, help this channel to continue and grow. Now, as many of you know, YouTube isn't, uh, it's not so kind to content creators such as myself. And it has made me resort to other platforms like Patreon where the majority of the funding comes from, right? So it's because of you guys that I'm able to keep doing what I do. And I'd love to not only just continue this channel, but I'd love to grow and expand. And, you know, I'm at this stage where I'm still doing all the work myself, which in the long term is not going to be sustainable. So eventually I would love to, you know, hire video editors and other admin staff, maybe take care of the social media staff. And we talked about outsourcing actually in this podcast. And, you know, yeah, like I said, I'm still at the stage where I'm just doing everything myself and kind of barely getting by and I'm not complaining by the way this is amazing it definitely beats a day job but uh, yeah thanks to you guys I'm actually able to keep doing what I do and I'd love to eventually you know and not only upgrade equipment and eventually get my own podcast studio and things like that but I'd love to have the funds to be able to travel wherever I want so I'm able to actually interview guests in person, you know, like I'm, I don't mind doing Skype, but I think it's a lot more potent when, you know, we get together and we actually do it in person. And of course, me traveling to other countries means that I'm able to do cooler content, like documentary type stuff, uh, you know, the, the things that I'm most passionate about on this channel, which of course costs the most money. Uh, but which is fine, you know, I'm, in, I'm definitely enjoying the process and I'm not you know, relying on like, oh, once I get to this, then I'll be happy because, of course, that's a never-ending rabbit hole that uh, doesn't end well for you. Um, but yeah, of course, if you want to contribute in any way, shape or form, if, even if it's a dollar or two a month, it all makes a difference, especially if enough people do it. So yeah, go check out Patreon. You get some cool perks there as well, like monthly live streams, giveaways, exclusive content, etc., etc. Go check it out. Another way to support this podcast is by getting merch. Uh, there's some cool designs out there. So yeah, go check out the link. You might find something that you like. And of course, this podcast is sponsored by Audible. Now, I've been going on about Audible for a long time and me and Max actually uh, touched based on it in this podcast and how valuable it can be, right? Because you might be like me, may not have the time or the effort to read books all the time. And what's cool about Audible is that you can listen to these amazing books that can change your life, but while you're doing other stuff like, you know, working out, uh, driving your car, taking a shit, I don't know, whatever. It's really cool because it doesn't really require like active attention, you know, you can even have it just in the, your background and you're hanging out with these cool mentors that are changing your life and you're reprogramming your subconscious mind. So I'm massive on Audible, or you, of course, or you can even listen to this podcast <laughs> while you're doing your errands as well. Two books that I would recommend right off the bat would be Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins and Mastery by Robert Greene. If you click on the affiliate link in the description box below, you'll get a free 30-day trial and a free book. So you can actually get one of these books with no charge whatsoever. And this is also a cool way to support the podcast without actually spending a cent unless you continue with this subscription, which I would recommend because it can be so valuable and I'd recommend audiobooks to anybody. You can also click on the Amazon portal in the show notes below. So yeah, next time you're out Christmas shopping for a family member, or your girlfriend, or something for yourself, just think of your mate Tommy and click on that uh, Amazon portal. Uh, it'll still cost you the same anyway, but you'd be, uh, you know, supporting this channel as well. On to my next guest, Max from Real Social Dynamics. It was just really cool having a chat with him. And I've been following Max for quite some time now. Uh, I actually discovered RSD maybe like four years ago. And this was after I've been going out with my girlfriend anyway. So it has nothing to do with me following RSD because I want to pick up girls and learn techniques and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's... The stuff that they teach is very relevant to no matter what stage in your life you're at, you know, especially if you want to increase confidence and get over your social anxiety and overcome fear and become a real authentic person expressing yourself, right? Helping you become more successful and all that kind of stuff. Max is a very inspirational, motivated dude who travels the world, very successful guy. 
uh, coaches people from all around the world. Uh, we covered some pretty awesome ground here, like so, um, social anxiety, NoFap, which is something that you guys have been requesting for me to talk about. Uh, we talked about relationships and why 99% of them fail. We talked about his journey into pickup and his transformation. Trust me, guys, there the conversation that we had has the potential to transform your life forever if you apply what Max has talked about. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of value packed into this podcast and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. Um, but yeah, when you do, let us know what you think in the comment section below if you have any future guest requests. And uh, before I forget, you don't actually have to watch the whole video. There is an audio version in the description box below. So I've got an iTunes version if you have an iPhone. Or if you've got an Android, you can just go on my website on yourmatetom.com and you can download an audio version. So, like I said, you don't have to sit there on the computer and watch this long video. You can just listen to it while you're doing your errands. Um, so, yeah. I hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did, guys. And I'll catch you on the next video. Peace. Oh, and before I forget, remember to subscribe to my second channel, Raw Spirituality, which is dedicated on uh, personal and spiritual growth. I know I haven't been active on it lately, uh, because of personal stuff and my priorities have been on this channel, which has been a handful enough as it is. But, uh, trust me, I've got amazing plans for that channel. Just subscribe, click on the notification bell, and you'll know when my next video is up. Alright, peace. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Your Mate Tom podcast. I've got Max from Real Social Dynamics. What's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, all good, man. Just before we like dive deep into this podcast, uh, just for those who, who listening at home who haven't heard of Pickup before or Game, whatever you want to call it, uh, what can you just explain what it's actually all about and maybe go into like the core philosophy behind what it is and maybe clear the common misconceptions that you hear, which I'm sure is on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody has different different goals with Pickup, different definitions. The definition that I that I try to live by is you're a man, you're trying to become a better person, a better man, and a more attractive version of yourself. And when I say more attractive version, I really just mean a, a stronger version, a, a wittier version, a funnier version, a more inspired version that is working on himself and that enjoys the process. And um, you see here, it, it, I didn't mention manipulating girls. I didn't mention being a misogynist or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure you get fact, that a lot, I, I, yeah. I, I get that. I get yeah. that sometimes. So far, far less now, to be honest. But um, it really is like that. I think I, I got into the game because I love women and because I was just sad that I didn't that I didn't have enough opportunities with them. And I wanted mm. to give myself a chance to meet the most amazing women out there. And I, I kind of knew that there is no way around that People try to be entitled and they say like, ah, women, they're, they're only after looks and money and all that bullshit. And I said, you know what? I challenge that conception. I want to find out what it is that women like and, and I want to give myself the chance to get to know as many beautiful, high-quality women as I can. Yeah, right. Awesome, man. Well, just from my understanding, you went from like this very shy, introverted, nerd type character, which I'm sure many guys can relate with. I was one of them. Uh, and now you're like traveling the world, like coaching guys on self-help and how to gain confidence and overcome their fear. Like, how did you go from, yeah, how did that journey even happen and how did this transformation manifest? To be honest, uh, I think I'm still a shy, introverted nerd. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the outside change, you know, like okay. uh, I, I have sponsors, I, I travel the world and I meet these great girls. But I think at the very core... Um, at the very core, it's not about becoming someone else. It's about learning to fully accept who you are and and mm. and leveraging that. You know, I think I think the fact that I'm a shy nerd that likes to be alone, I learned how to leverage that. I learned how to fully like it. Really, it took me years to fully accept myself to to tell a girl, "Yo, I like Metallica." Uh, to invite a girl to nice. come over and play Crash Bandicoot on my PS4. You know, it's. So I, I, some people listening to this, they might be like, oh, I don't have a problem with that. Like, fuck you, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> how dare you? I'm like, it took, it, for me, it was, you know, I grew up in 
getting all these influences of like, oh, if you want to be cool, you know, you got to wear these kind of pants and you got to be popular at school and you got to go to the clubs and all that. And for me, it was just like very strange. You know, it was very estranging. And I was like, I don't want that. You know, do, I, do I really need to like David Guetta so I could get girls? You know, and I was just this insecure guy who was just confused and frustrated. And as, again, I said, I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to go out and, and I'm going to work on myself and see what it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's simpler as you think. It, it's it's girls, girls respond to fun. <laughs> girls respond to, um, to, to, to your own empowerment as a man. So, you, you know, like it's totally cool, for example, to be a poor fuck with a nine to five job who's uneducated. If you own it, mm. that is really the key. If you fucking own it, well, at the same time, you can have zero success with girls even though you have a million-dollar company and you're traveling the world. It is about like – like girls just – they don't want to – they don't want the perfect guy. They want the guy who's perfectly fine with himself. So when I was 20 years old, I woke up one day and I realized like I barely had any success with women, barely had any experiences. I had just moved to Vienna, the capital of Austria, started studying there and you know it's a big city so – Naturally, you see hot girls everywhere in the bus, mm. on the metro, I'm sure. in the, at, <laughs> at university sitting next to you and all these things. And I'm like, how, like what do I do? I, I see them. How do I engage? How can I get them on a date? And all these, all these things. So I started reading up on, on game and pickup and started using what they said in the book, you know, like get the number and then say this, make mm. her smile. Like so retarded. I didn't know. Like make the girl smile. That's good. All right. <laughs> I didn't fucking know. So, uh, what book was it that you discovered like got you into game? Anyway? I was, it, it was a German book. It, it did oh, the right, okay. you know like the, the standard pickup book, if you will. Like there's thousands of those out there. Mm. Just did that. Just say like, girl, say this, say that. And uh, I read a second book that was really good. Actually, it was in the German speaking scene. It's it's one of the uh, one of the highly acclaimed books. But it's again like people are like, what was that book, Max? Which one is it? <laughs> Dude, it, it says the same in every other RSD video, you know? Mm. It's just regular content. It's not, not magical. The magical thing was that I started applying it. I didn't just fucking read all the theory first. I literally read the first chapter. I'm like, epic. Let's do it. Like, what do I – like, the first chapter, how to talk to a girl. Let's do that. And I didn't even know how to plan it further. For me, the, the one thing was always like I immediately implemented it. And I believe that's a big reason why I – why I went from shy nerd who, who didn't get laid himself to uh, instructor level game within like four mm. years. After four years of me picking up that book, I was traveling. I started my first tour and I was coaching that. So would you say that it's authenticity that women are attracted to or just people in general? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, obviously there's a lot more to it and, and I'm not here yeah, to like. Yeah, of course. Water down some tree, you know, like this is not the just be yourself GQ magazine. <laughs> it, it is really like, I mean, authenticity is a big thing because we're all just like, if you look, <laughs> this sounds very, uh, very woo, but if you look into people's soul, um, just on an everyday in an everyday life scene, people are beaten down by life. Mm. You know, yeah. we care, we might carry our bodies upright. But you really see like if you look into soul, everybody was like, they would look like this. They're beaten down by life because in school you're being told, shut the fuck up, sit down, listen. At, at, at your work you're being told, do what your boss says, go home at the designated time, you know. Don't like – you can't even have fucking food unless it's lunchtime, you know, mm. like things like this. And, and, and everything is scheduled. You're supposed to be there and you're supposed to do this and you're suppressing all your biological urges like, hell, dude, what if I just want to run around fucking naked? I can't do that. <laughs> no, you can't. What if I just want – Yeah, what if I like, <laughs> Exactly. Like, what if I want to smoke a cigarette? I can't do that. So we're just like beaten up, beaten up. And it's okay. That's the price we pay to live in a civilized society, mm. right? But um, the thing with authenticity is if you're authentic, authentic, authentic if you're authentic – what you're basically emanating is freedom. Like this guy doesn't give a shit. He talks loudly and he laughs wholeheartedly at a dumb joke. And he doesn't care if his coworker thinks he's stupid. He chats up the girl at the grocery store in the middle of the line even though there's 10 people in front of them hearing them, 10 people behind them listening in. He doesn't care. It's, it's almost like it, – on the other extreme, it's almost like, like, like a sociopath. But obviously, you're doing authentic is is a more is a more generalized, more accepted version of that. 
But it's really like people see that and they and you know what they say? Might, they might say on the outside like, "Fuck this guy, he's a douchebag, he has no behavior, you know, no manners." But on the inside, they have respect because they're like, "I wish I would have that level of freedom. I wish I would possess that not giving a fuck attitude." Mm. And it is really, you know, it, when you chat up a girl um, that is clearly out of your league, you know, <laughs> in the bar. And you're like, oh, I don't give a shit. Hey, what's up? My name is blah, blah, blah. And you're just loud about it. And, 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 and you don't care. People will see that and they're like, okay, this guy is not beaten up by life. He does, in fact, what he, whatever the fuck he wants to do. So that's how it started, you know? And, and you learn as a young guy, like, wait a minute, there is no such thing as out of my league. There is just like trying. There is just like going for things. And then all of a sudden you're on your first date with a, with a gorgeous girl that is higher educated as, than you – that is that is more beautiful than you, more well traveled, that has all these guys that are twice your age that want to date her. Yet you're sitting here, fucking playing Uno cards at, at your favorite. <laughs> oh, and you're like, I don't need to take her to a five star restaurant. It starts with those small things and they expand your horizon. And and I believe very strongly. I'm an entrepreneur now. I'm traveling the world. My my company made a um, over two million dollars in revenue with since the last year. Wow. So Congratulations, bro! Like that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, and, and I strongly believe that is because it's just like I put a seed in my brain and that mm. seed was like if I can uh, – if I if I don't think I'm in, in that girl's league that I see over there, I'm going to go and find out. I'm going to mm. challenge that. And I think because I planted that seed, that seed grew in a plant. So naturally years later when I told myself like I don't think I deserve $100,000 of profit in a year – I went ahead and challenged that and I got that and then I got a hundred thousand. I'm like, why not three hundred thousand and why not five hundred thousand? And so on and so forth, right? And, and I think it's just constantly challenging beliefs that are that are given to you, that are mm. imposed on you. And that's what makes someone very, very attractive and in the process authentic. Mm. Well, it's like you said, man, I think a lot of people just put their limits on themselves and they have and society gives you like this impossible standard of what it is to be a man or what it is to be successful and they let that kind of get in the way of their own growth and they get beat down. I see it all the time, man. And people are just so scared and have so much anxiety, which is just everywhere, man. What do you think? Why do people like what what is fear to you and why do so many people have it? Like where does it stem from and how do you approach transcending it? I believe fear is 100% natural, you know. If we wouldn't have fear, you know, it's it's a defense mechanism. It's it's taking care that you don't jump in the fire or fall off the cliff and all these dumb things, right? Yeah. Now, the problem is though, I think within the last 100 years through civilization, we've we've messed up our relationship to fear. Instead of seeing it as as a sign that you're about to do something courageous, maybe uh, instead of seeing it maybe as a sign that this is where you need to go, we're seeing it as as, as something completely bad, mm. right? Now, back in the days, we would be fearful if a saber toothed tiger was about to rip our head off. So fear is like, yo, wake up, do shit now, think, go, bam, bam, you know, run, hide, fight, whatever it is, but do something. That is fear, right? Mm. So. Really, if you think about it, it's not a bad thing. It's, it wakes you up and it tells you this situation, situation that counts, do something, right? Yeah. That was the interpretation. That is what it's meant to be. Do something. Wake up, do something. Now, nowadays, I don't know what it is. I don't want to point the finger here and blame certain things, but we've gotten to a point where it's like, are you afraid? Well, then just don't do it. Are you scared? Yeah, yeah. Better walk the other way. You don't want to. You don't want to be scared. Yeah. You don't. You know your emotions are very. You know, your emotions are very important and they're very sensitive. Stay Full positive, fucking man. shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, no, dude. You're afraid of talking to that girl. That is the reason why you need to talk to her. Mm. The more afraid you are of talking to that girl, the high, the more she's attractive to you. Like, literally, I use it like as a compass. Really, it is almost like a compass. You walk down the street. The girl that makes your heart race, that makes you sweat, that makes you paralyzed, that's the kind of girl you want. Mm. You don't want to have the girlfriend where you're like, oh, yeah, I could shut up that one. You know, that's easy. You want to have the girlfriend where you're like in awe. And it's the same with, with business or whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's like you got to use it as a compass. 
you got to use it as a you got to see it as a reason to do it you got to change your relationship to fear from passive no 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 paralyzed to active oh i'm afraid well great that sign that this is important for me i got to act right i got to run i got to fight i got to hide whatever the fuck it is but you got to act change your relationship to fear okay I completely agree with you in terms of like fear coming up and it's like your body telling you to do it in a sense and all the things worth doing in my life that have given me the most growth has been the things that have scared the fucking shit out of me. Um, But what about those people who get so, like the fear is just too much, like paralyzing. Is there a certain step that they can take towards that or they just have to bite the bullet and just fucking do it? I mean, I mean, it's it's a muscle, really. Like fear is like a muscle, and if you would look at it an, an anatomically, there's the so-called prefrontal cortex. It's right behind our forehead. It's it's a part of the brain that is responsible for willpower, mm. right? And that is basically fear. Fear needs, it takes willpower to to overcome fear. So the good thing is, you can train this area of your brain, just like you can train your memory, just like you can train your focus. You can train. Your willpower area. So how do you train it? Obviously by doing something that requires willpower in a controlled manner every day. So one of the easiest examples I always give is take a cold shower, right? Now what happens when you're naked, you're in the bathroom, you're turning on the shower, the cold water comes out and you feel the, 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 the cold air coming from the water. What does your body react? It's like, no. Comfort here, mm. no comfort in the cold water. No, 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 I'm not going to do it. Why would I? And it takes willpower to take that freaking step into the cold water, to stay under the cold water. It takes willpower to breathe. <laughs> right? All this trains your willpower. And funny enough, you always feel better after you did it, right? You feel energized oh, and everything. Yeah. But what, apart from that little adrenaline rush, what you just did is you trained your willpower. You trained your prefrontal cortex to do something that is uncomfortable. So it's the same with fear. The more you can train that, the stronger you become and the more you can use fear as, as an indicator to do something, right? As opposed mm. as, as an obstacle that keeps you from doing something. So, you know, I always say uh, do something you're afraid of every day. Just one little thing. Mm. So you can work your way up to it. You don't have to go from like yeah. extremely paralyzing social anxiety to go into like the hottest club and go into the hottest chick in the, yeah, in the club. I mean, it has it both has advantages. Both, yeah, both yeah. are possible. Both are definitely possible. You can do full on shock therapy. That's similar to what I did. I, I went very fast up that ladder. Yeah. But if you say like, you always got to be aware of what the balance is, right? Because if I, if you tell yourself you got to do this one thing that's so hardcore, it might paralyze even more, and then you get freaked out, and then, and then you're lacking it. Yeah. Exactly, you're lacking any sort of motivation mm. because you're not getting successes, and so both are fine. Like I would, I would recommend do something that scares you very much, around like maybe once a week, once a month, depending on how harsh it is, and do smaller things that scare you a little bit every day, and mm. that way you get the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, um, I want to ask you about like what are your thoughts on using alcohol to reduce social anxiety? Uh, you know, I'm from Australia, so obviously this is, it's a big thing here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, people go a bit too crazy. And that's something, that's a crutch that I use definitely to just to have the confidence to even talk to anybody. But as you know, the confidence wears off just as the high does. But what, do you yeah. think like there is some benefit to even just having one or two drinks to calm the nerves? Or do you think there is long-term negative psychological impact? I definitely think there's long-term negative impacts for sure because you're just you're, you're making yourself reliant on a substance, you yeah. know. As as it is an easy cheat code, you know. Oh, I'm oh, shy, yeah. you know. Let me down some beer and then I'm good. It's an easy cheat code, yeah, right? Drugs but is easy. What, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what what for what price does it come? Like, first of all, it costs money. Second off, it it, it limits your health. Like even let's say like yeah, like let's say you want to talk again, like you want to talk to a, one person a day. You want to ha- have one beer a day just to talk to a person. That's seven beers a week. Has a lot of calories, you know. It's unhealthy and all these things. But apart from that, what's really important is you're making yourself, you're disempowering yourself. You are reliant on an outside substance. Mm. What are you gonna do if you see a cute girl in the morning at 7 a.m. on your way to the gym? Do you want to? Do you have like an emergency hip flask shots in yeah. your chest pocket? What the fuck are you gonna do? So I think what what I'm 
what I'm trying to communicate at all at all times with my brand, with my content is it's a lifestyle. It's not on and on switch. Pick up on, confidence on. No, it's a fucking lifestyle, which yeah. means if you're sitting at the dentist shitting your pants because you're about to have your wisdom teeth removed, but the, the, the girl that's waiting in the same room with you is fucking cute. You want to be able to just like, hey, what's up? It's a lifestyle. You don't want to be like, okay, let me get into my pickup persona and all that and, and, and things like alcohol just uh, just underline that. That I, you need to have something first before you talk to people. So if you watch any of my content on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, you see me doing a lot of crazy things. You see me approaching girls. You see me lying on the ground doing like comfort zone challenges and all that. Mm. It's all fucking so not a single drop of alcohol or any other fucking substance. And it's cool because because I can high I can get high off myself. Mm. Really, I can get high off of the joy of life and enjoying and, and saying dumb shit. Like really, it's. Uh, at the end, so many times I run around through the club and I'm having such a good time with my buddies and with strangers and with hot girls. And sometimes people are like, yo, you're drunk, dude. And I'm like, dude, I haven't drank alcohol in months. You know, like the last time I had alcohol was like a glass of champagne at my sister's birthday. Small things like that. But and that's a, isn't that like just think about it. Like how cool is it if you could get yourself high every day with zero repercussions? You maintain all your focus. You maintain all your health. You can still drive home and all these things. You can have better of a fucking time than anybody okay. that drinks alcohol. And, you you know, it costs you zero fucking money. And that sounds really fucking amazing to me, to be honest. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's self-sustaining as well. You don't want to rely on a, on a physical substance to get you high on life. And isn't it so funny how because you're having a good time, people automatically automatically assume that you're like, oh, you must be drunk. Oh, you must be high. Yeah. Oh, well, you're, you're having a good time. Did you smoke weed before? I was like, nah, man, I'm just enjoying life. So crazy, right? Like, oh, you must be high out of yeah. your mind because you're having a good time. Like, that's the only way I know that I can get happy. Like, dude. Yeah, it's insane. Like I get it all that, the time. You know? People think I'm high on, I've never been high in any of my videos, but people seem to think that I'm just constantly blazed because I'm just, I don't know. Happy, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, can you uh, explain? Because we we're just talking about you know alcohol giving you like this kind of fake front, this confidence, but it's not really authentic. Like, can you go into how do you gain confidence, but like that real authentic inner confidence that actually fucking lasts? You know what I mean? Like not putting on yeah. this front that just wears off as time goes on. You're just the same person, the same shy, introverted. Uh, well, I shouldn't say shy and introverted because I am too, but you know what I mean? Like not willing yeah. to get step outside their comfort zone. I mean, I mean, there's a couple of things. I think, I think people think of confidence as this like inner voice that says, I'm going to win. I am the best no matter what. Fuck everybody. But that's not what real confidence is. That's just being cocky. You know, mm -hmm. we all have cocky moments sometimes, but I think – Real confidence, the inner voice of real confidence sounds something like this, like, okay, I'm going to try going for this right now, be it the fucking Olympic gold medal or be it a hot girl or be it just owning a test. I'm going to go for this. The chances that I can win are there. Mm. They're not high maybe, but they're there. And you know what? No matter what happens, I'll be fine. If I get that gold medal – Cool, great. If I don't get it, if I fail, if I get disqualified, I'll be fine. I'll get back up, I'll go back to the grind, and I'll come back stronger. It really is like that. Again, the voice of confidence is not, I will win no matter what. The voice of true confidence is, I will be fine no matter what. Mm. If I win, epic, cool. If I don't win, I learn, I get back up, and that is it. That is one important thing about confidence. The other thing also is, People always – it's you know it's the, the new society and, and with, with the internet and, and, and instant constant flux of information. Every time someone is successful, we tend to see only that one moment. We tend to see this guy is confident because he's speaking in front of hundreds of thousands of people a year, you know, hmm. because well, – well, it's easy to be confident for fucking Michael Phelps, like 19 times gold winning medalist. It's easy for him, but what they don't see is the, the fucking grind. Mm. Nobody talks about Michael Phelps training four times a day, eating 30,000 calories because all he does is swimming. Well, of course Nobody I talks about that. No. Nobody talks about his 20-year his journey to the top of training every day. Nobody talks about that. They talk about, 
oh, he gets that. He, Michael Phelps gets all this money from swimming in the pool for two minutes. They don't see. They only see the two minutes at Olympia. They don't see that twenty years before that, mm-hmm. right? It, it is a fucking. It is a grind. It's it's in in essence, it's trusting yourself that you'll be fine no matter what. And that is not like some mindset that you can teach yourself. It is it it, it is only being implemented into your brain by doing. Mm. The reason why I know I'll I, the reason why I'm confident telling myself I'll be fine no matter what is because I am fine even though the worst things happened, you know? Mm. Every time the worst case scenario happened, it's the one thing that I was scared of the most. And I thought if that happened, I would die, but it happened and I was all right. And I ended up in the bed, maybe sad, maybe crying, maybe stressed out and I couldn't fall asleep. But the end, uh, I was still there. Mm. It's always so much worse in your head than in actual reality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the anticipation of discomfort is so much worse than discomfort itself. Yeah, hundred um, percent. What do you think of NoFap, and have you had experience with this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did NoFap. I do it all over and over again. It it doesn't. Um, it's not that big of a difference for me because I get laid, you know. So it's not <laughs> yeah, exactly. just it's you know. It's not like I I don't ejaculate for like months. Wait, is NoFap but, uh, literally just? No masturbation, or does that include sex, or is that like a purist thing? Like, what what's the rules here? So, so people often ask that question. Like, if I have sex with a girl, like, does that count as no fab? It there's different there's different opinions on that. So, my personal opinion is the following: um, masturbating in a room by yourself, watching pornography, has a lot of disadvantages. Mm. Number one, you're always you're constantly resetting your testosterone, right? If you're if, if if you're masturbating once or multiple times a day, your testosterone is basically always down at zero, right? Because you're just blowing all the testosterone <laughs> off. By exactly. yeah. and on the other hand, you're completely ruining your um, your central nervous system in terms of stimulus because getting overstimulate uh, overstim you're getting an overstimulus in basically, if you will, because. You're not just seeing a girl naked like it is in real life. You would have a hot girl lying naked underneath you or she would stand there. No, you're just like blasting through like tabs of tabs of tabs of mm. orgies, blowjobs, compilations, all these hot girls. Hot I love porn, shit. dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard, man. It's a difficult it's, one to I'm, give up. Yeah, it, it fucks you up, right? It yeah. just fucks you. And then, and then again, like on top of that, you just continuously low testosterone, low testosterone. And what else? Like what really are you doing? You're t- taking the easy way out. Now, let's say you're, you're telling yourself, okay, you know what? I'm not going to watch porn and I'm not going to masturbate. What are you going to do? After three days, you're going to be so fucking horny. But because you can't blow off steam, you, what are you going to do? You're forced to go out. Instead mm. of jerking off to a hot blonde girl, you're like, well, fuck. Let me find a hot girl in real life. Mm. So you go out to the club and you're just like focused. You're intense. You, you're less ashamed about your sexuality simply because horniness is really like bridging – that sexual shaming of it because you all have sexual shaming on one side mm. the other side you do want to get laid That's, I want to get laid it's just so higher so much higher that all of a sudden you're physical that all of a sudden you're asking that hot girl that you, that's out of your league out for a date because you're like I have nothing to lose man I'm horny right? <laughs> so, so you're getting a lot of experiences in and you're, yeah. t- you're learning how to really be cool with your sexuality and then you get real life experiences in with really hot girls that you'd have otherwise never given yourself a chance to because you would have just reverted to watching porn. So that way, if you actually have, you ejaculate, but you ejaculate with a girl, with a real girl, there's a lot of different sort of hormones and there's different chemistry going on in your brain than just ejaculating at home alone. Mm. So I believe that um, uh, NoFap is a great way um, to overcome anxiety. It's a great way to uh, make yourself do shit. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to stay energized and focused. And uh, once you're at a level where you get laid regularly, it's still not as bad as masturbating. So let's say you fuck one new girl every every day. That's really not a bad thing because while the testosterone goes down, your testosterone doesn't go down as much because you're getting laid with a new girl. So you feel good. Mm. You know, you're like, well, Hey, I am a man because I'm banging all these girls instead of like, oh, I'm a piece of shit because I'm jerking off 10 times a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's it, but it seems that so many people are addicted to porn. And even if they do have sex all the time, uh, you know, something I've gone through with, like, I've, you know, I have a girlfriend, I have sex all the time. But sometimes it's it's like that addiction to porn itself. 
which can be very hard to overcome for sure. And it's so accessible, right? All you have to do is just click a button on your phone and boom, you've got like the whole World Wide Web that's getting uploaded. They're still making new porn. It's like, I don't even know. It's fucking crazy. It's a huge industry, man. Yeah. Porn industry is fucking gigantic. <laughs> I think it's the biggest in the US, which is funny because like it's one of the only countries where uh, prostitution is illegal, but the porn industry is the biggest so it's like, it's illegal to have, to pay a girl for sex, but not if you have a camera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. How was that? Like, it, like uh, yeah, it's illegal to pay a girl for sex, but if you have like fucking Johnny oh, standing yeah, there with, yeah. with a half boner, it's totally legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Cause like how, like how long have you been in RSD for? Uh, I think 2014 or 13. Okay. So you like obviously worked with a lot of guys. Um, in terms of like you know dating and stuff like that what is the common issue that you see that people struggle with to maintain a relationship because as you know it's hard enough being by yourself but to have a maintain a relationship with another human being with a whole unique set of personality traits it can be very difficult yeah. like what's the main yeah what's the main issue that you see i think 99 percent of the relationships are shit because because people are not self-reliant. I think because people use relationships to feel good about themselves. People go and get into relationships to feel complete. People get into relationships to feel validated. And all that's wrong. It's it's the worst ever. It's oof. Yeah. If you ever read, if if, if you haven't read it yet, uh, Stephen Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, great book. And in that ha- in, in that book, he talks about independence. He talks about uh, codependence, independence, interdependence. And those are the three stages. Now, codependence is you're dependent on her, on your girlfriend. She's dependent on you. You're dependent to feel complete. You need her validation. You're scared to death of losing her. Same for her. Hmm. You're manipulating her so she stays. She manipulates you so you stay. You complete two pieces of shit that together are maybe as good as one person. Right? That's codependence. That yeah. is 99% of our relationships. That is why the divorce rate is high. That's why people are too retarded to be in a fucking relationship. That's why people can't make it work. Instead of saying, let me work on myself. Let me learn how to trust myself. Let me push the boundaries of who I am. Let me fully learn to trust and love and accept myself as I am. Mm. That is what you should do. That is a lot of fucking work. That is a lot of fucking work. Or will I use my partner to feel good about myself, to feel validated, right? If I have a hot girlfriend and everybody looks at her, I feel validated. Now I'm a man. No, you should learn how to be a fucking man already. You should learn how to accept yourself already. You should learn to get up in the morning and feel great without your girlfriend kissing you, without your girlfriend sending you a text, hey, baby. You should just feel great by yourself. That stage is called independence. Hmm. If you are able to reach independence where you say, you know what? I'm good. I'm great. I'm, I love myself. Yeah, I have flaws, and yeah, I'm sad sometimes, but that's okay. I love it. I'm, I'm, I accept myself. I'm fully accepting of all my flaws, of all the mistakes I've done in the past. I love myself. That's really great. Now, now you're independent. Now you're getting an independent girlfriend who thinks the same of her. Now you're two individuals that are doing very well on their own, but they say, you know what? Hey, you're pretty cool. I'm doing my thing. You're doing my thing. Let's kind of go together a little bit, right? That's an independent relationship. That's great. That is, mm. again better than 99% of the other relationships. Now, if you want to take it even further, you're interdependent. Interdependence is basically two independent people. Your girlfriend independent, she loves herself, she accepts herself, she doesn't have daddy issues, she doesn't need to feel validated by you. She likes to feel validated, but she doesn't need to. Same for you. And now you say, you know what? Let's strive together. Let's be together. Let's empower each other. Not that we need it. Not that we're like, I need your support. Or I die. It's really like I'm doing really well on my own. I really love this. With yours, I can do 110%, not just 100%. I can do 110%. And you're influencing each other and you're lifting each other up and you're supporting each other. And and you're not reliant on, on manipulating her insecurities and her – you know, making you jealous because that's that's the only way she knows to keep you. There's none of that. Mm. In a truly interdependent relationship, 
There's no manipulation. There's no making someone else jealous. There's trust. There's empowerment. There's happiness. There's being there for each other unconditionally. Not because you got to be here for me because you're my fucking girlfriend and because Hollywood tells him that. No, it's really like a truly wanting to be with the other person and not needing the completion from her or him, but being complete yourself. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that because uh, me and my girlfriend every once in a while will actually purposely go on like a break or I'll go travel for a couple months by myself or something like that just to kind of work on myself. And every single time we do that, we always come back so much stronger. And it's like, of course, Love. I'm so happy to be with you, but I, I, I know that I can hold myself, which is so important. And that's something, man, people struggle so much with trust issues like their girlfriend goes out and they get all paranoid and super jealous because of like you know whatever their own insecurities and it's crazy man like you said like 99 percent of people that i see in relationship are just kind of codependent yeah yeah um how do you actually i want to ask you about your perspective on laziness <laughs> like what uh, yeah like what what do you think laziness stems from and how do we Kind of like stay, just stay motivated and have that, I don't know, have that sustainable energy. Because I know even for myself, it's very hard. Like I'm naturally a very lazy person, but obviously it just depends on what I'm doing. I think, I think we're all lazy. We're meant to yeah. be lazy. Our, our brain is wired to preserve resources while maximizing output, right? Because mm -hmm. back in the days, you know, you didn't have, I would say it like this. Why is it the easiest for us to just go to the grocery store, buy a bag of chips and fuck tons of chocolate and then chill at home? Because that is what our bo bodies are wired to. Mm. Our bodies are wired to get, get as many calories in as possible and then not move whenever you can. Because you want to survive, don't you? So put in as many fucking calories. You don't know when the next meal is going to come along, motherfucker. Right? <laughs> that is why like – like if you if you eat clean for a while, no processed sugar, no processed carbohydrates, and then you eat a bar a bar of chocolate, that first bite is driving you nuts. Mm. It's literally like you lose your shit. Oh, you, yeah. Your whole body is like, oh my god, I need more, um, and you just fucking lose it. Guess why? Because the only the only time your your brain, your our brains are completely the same as they were a couple thousand years ago. Our brains don't know that there's things like a supermarket or a grocery store. Our brains think we live in caves and we're scavenging the fucking desert for food. That is what our brains think. So the only time thousands of years ago where we would have a similar experience uh, as biting in a bar of chocolate is when we would find honey. Mm. Honey is the equivalent of, of nowadays chocolate. It's extremely high in calories and it's very sweet. So if we had stumbled across honey, our bodies say, motherfucker, Eat as much of this fucking honey as you can. Get in all the goddamn calories because you do not know when your next meal is going to come along. Yeah. So shut up and eat. That is why we can't resist if we smell the donuts. That's why we can't resist if we see pizza on the, you know. Our bodies are like, this is the calories. Get him, get him, get him, get him. And now you got the calories in. Now the body is like, dude, you, there's no saber tooth right now? Okay. <laughs> There's you, you like there's nothing that you got to run from? Then fucking chill and preserve those goddamn calories, man. So naturally, all our bodies want us to do is get the calories in and preserve, 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 preserve energy. Nobody had would have the idea thousands of years ago, like, I'm going to go for a run so I stay fit. Nobody, be, Everybody would be like, dude, just chill. Be happy that you don't have to run for a change. So it is programmed innately in us to be fucking lazy. Now, the thing is – that's not the case anymore. You cannot be lazy. You must not be lazy, especially if you want to make it in this world. It's extremely easy nowadays to be at a, at a base level of, of happiness. Of I wouldn't even say happiness, of content. Hmm. The base level of content is have my food, have hmm. shelter, and, um, and, and procreate. I could buy the steak at the grocery store. I, I am in a fucking apartment, and I could jerk off to porn, so my body thinks it's all great. Now, the thing is nowadays that's not success anymore. That's – that's not your potential because civilization brought a, such a higher level of potential for us with us. So that means that you have to be willing, again, willpower to sacrifice these urges of calories, jerking off and chilling, sacrifice those and say, you know what, um, I'm going to 
focus less on calories and more on nutrients. I'm going to make sure that I eat nutrient, uh, nutritious food, dense in nutrients, low calories, so I don't get all this extra fat in. I need to make sure that I go out there, talk to the girl, instead of just taking the easy way out and, and jerking off. At the end of the day, again, like it's it's you against your dumb croc brain or your reptile brain. Yeah. You mean what I mean? So it, it really is like that. So um, again, dude, smoke your fucking weed. Work a nine to five at 7-Eleven. I always say 7-Eleven. Do that. Jerk off to pornography. Dude, do all those things. Be, I, I, I look up to you if you can. If you can truly be happy within yourself doing those things, man, kudos to you. But then don't complain. Mm. Do not ever dare to fucking complain that girls just like the successful guys, that the society's fucked up, that the government is fucking you over with the taxes. Do not complain. Again, if you're a guy who's like, dude, 7-Eleven – I smoke two joints a day, dude. It's fucking epic. I have weekends off, best life ever. I'm like, dude. I wish I could be like you. I, I, I would love to. Fucking epic. All the happiness to see in the world, my friend. But if you say I hate my job, I hate, I don't have a hot girlfriend, and like get your fucking like quit the weed, quit the junk food, go out, go for a run, go to the gym, meditate, eat healthy, uh, sleep in, enough, don't sleep too much, go out, talk to people, do something you're scared of every day. Do that. Every day for months, get first successes. Keep doing that for years. Become rich, healthy, and have great partners. Mm. That's the result of it. Yeah, um, and like you said, you know, if some people are happy with a nine-to-five job, you know, you don't have to be a super successful entrepreneur to be happy. But like you said, if they're just complaining and it's like, like that's me. I, I fuck personally. I fucking hate the nine-to-five. So. I, you know, I wanted to break out of it, and you know, people say, "Oh, get a real job, do this, do that." They try to like drag you down, but it's exactly, like, but it doesn't make me happy. Inside. It doesn't make me happy. Yeah, yeah. deep down inside, they're not happy in their position, and you taking action, getting out of that hole, mm. is basically just shining a light on their inability to take action. So they get angry, and they want to drag you down, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. If if a person would truly be happy with their nine to five, they'd be like. Dude, good for you. Epic man, you yeah. know, jumping the happiness train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just some people I just aren't wired to. I don't know. I, I couldn't do it personally. It just made me fucking super depressed. I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, which I did. Yeah. But then, yeah, people just always seem to try and fucking drag you down all the time. But of course, if you're grounded in who the fuck you are, then you don't let the opinions of others drown your inner voice. You know what I mean? And yeah, people will really get stuck in just caring too much about what other people think or think. Like, what do you, what do you think of this? Why do people care so much about other people's opinions and they can't just be grounded in who they are? Well, there's like again, like the the, the biology of that is we're tribe animals, right? We're supposed mm. to live in tribes of 100 to 150 people, and uh, so we're naturally have this like ping we're like a submarine right like ping okay where are we in the social hierarchy and uh are our actions do our, our actions have an effect of getting us down or up in the hierarchy right so obviously we're always seeking to be connected we're social human beings and that's totally fine i think that's that's a great urge but um the thing is, again, like we're, we're confused. There were these like physical bodies being thrown into this concept of nations, of neighborhoods, of, of jobs, of, of societies, of, of right? We're just being thrown into that. So all of a sudden, like you have not 150 people, you see 150 people on your morning commute alone. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Yeah. So your whole body's all fucked up. So you're like, okay, like I think, I think it's a great thing to, to, to try to be accepted and to be influenced by people, right? I think. You know, you know how they say you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Yeah. Again, that has that that, that has its its reason. There's a reason why that is. That from a biological standpoint speaking, but nowadays, the average of the five people we hang out with the most, um, are very average. Like they are just a <laughs> yeah. very average. Now the cool thing is though, we can have we have the freedom, the liberty mm. to choose these five people. Right now, I could say the five people I hang out with the most are my loser friends. We get drunk four times a week, and we all smoke weed. We all have shitty jobs. Right now, that's your mindset. But what you can do is, if you manage to have a little spark in one morning, you're like, you know what? Let me cut out these five guys and let me 
go take the five guys that are working a little harder, right? Uh, you can even nowadays with, with, with the internet, you can say like, you know what? These are the five guys I'm hanging out with. Motherfucking Elliot Hulse, Mark mm-hmm. Cuban, fucking Gary Vee, you know? Now you're hanging out with these people because you're consuming their content. It yeah. rewires your brain, right? Your brain doesn't know the difference, good... yeah, whether or not you're hanging exactly. out with them in person or just listening to them on the internet. Yeah. Exactly. You're fantastically said. So your brain doesn't know the difference. So um, I don't think instead of fighting the urge to not care what other people think of you, be like, you know what? Let me make sure that the right that I care about the right people what they think of me. Yes. You know exactly. So, and and that is now a great surrogate, if you will, a great substitute to give your life more and more success. And then I strongly believe just the mere fact of grinding, of working on something, on building something mm. like a brand, your body, your confidence, the mere act of doing that makes you more reliant on yourself and less reliant on other people. So you can basically, at the zero stage, mm. you have zero skills, zero self-confidence, and you caring about everybody else. You can take that stage to stage one where you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to care about the right people. I'm going to care what people like Gary Vee are going to think about me or mm. Elliot Hulse, right? So, exactly. and, and in the process of getting up there, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about self-reliance, self-acceptance. And then you reach a stage where you have been inspired by these people, where you respect them, where you still consume their content. But deep down inside, you care about what you think about yourself. Mm. Get empowered. Yeah, yeah. well, it's not like Elliot Hulse is going to tell you to get a real job. You know what I mean? I couldn't picture him saying that. And that's like you said, that those are the people. I'm not saying listen to Elliot Hulse's opinion over everyone else, but who you look up to, who you want to um, as, who you aspire to be. I think that's really important for sure. Yeah. Um, now, now you're talking a lot about like, you know, h- hustling, grinding, doing the work and all that kind of stuff. And you travel all around the world. Like you've done a few world tours now, right? Yeah. yeah. Like how, how do you deal with burnout? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I've learned the hard way. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've really, really learned the hard way. Um, it's, it's not about, it's less, far less about how do you deal with burnout? It's much more about how do you avoid it in the first place. Mm, of course. It really is like how do you avoid it? Now, there's a beautiful video. Like I, every time I watch it, it still makes me cry. I actually buy Elliot Hulson. It's the video that he shot after his – I think he had six months or one year abstinence. He didn't post for six months or one year. Mm. And, and it was so accurate because I could – at that point, I had just gotten out of my first burnout. I had burnout twice really hard. Mm. And I could resonate with it so much. And, and here, here's the following. Here's the gist. Now, in the beginning, when you're – when you have nothing, right? When you just got out of your nine-to-five job, you're unhappy. Nobody wants you. You don't have a girlfriend, nothing. It's like you're running away from a dog, mm. right? From a crazy dog, wants to bite you. He has huge teeth and he's running after you and he's huge and he's fast. So you're running the fuck away. So nothing matters. Nothing. You wake up after six hours and you're just grinding, grinding, hitting the gym, going out, talking to people, building your business, trial and error, right? You're just like, fuck. That's your one thing. First thing, you got to get away from that fucking Mm. dog. So, oh, I haven't had good food in a while. Fuck it, dude. You got to fucking run. The dog is about to catch up. Oh, I haven't chilled a bit. Fuck it, dude. The fucking dog. Just keep fucking running. So you run, 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 right? At some point, you're going to outrun that dog. That dog doesn't care about you anymore. He has some different focus. Dog is gone. But you're so used to that now. You just keep fucking running like a maniac. So at some point, it's again, hey, I haven't chilled in a while. Just keep running. And then that's where you hit the wall. That's where you hit burnout all of a sudden. You're like, I kept running as if my life depended on it, but it didn't. And that could take years. Like it took me, I would say, three years, around three years of just running. Fuck. Neglect. Full, yeah. like, full everything. Neglect any urge to chill. Neglect. Like I would come home from coachings at 4 a.m. in the morning. I would go to editing. Like I would come mm. home 4 a.m. in the morning from coaching. Three guys like yelling. My, my voice was sore. You know, I, did, I couldn't afford food because I didn't get paid yet. So I'm just like, edit. Now was the editing time. I would mm. edit. Like it was crazy. I would sit there editing videos and all that. And then – and. And then I realized like I got burnt out really hard. It was again, it was a mistake, it was stupid because at the end of the day, I always told myself like you have X amount of time per day, you know, you have 24 hours a day, you have, you sleep five hours, so you have 19 hours to grind. I thought like I gotta accumulate the hours, right? 
But at the end of the day, it's not about how, how much are you busy, but what, what are you getting done? So if I cut my sleep every day, in the long run, after a week of cutting my sleep for one or two hours per day, I get slower. I get more pissed. I can't focus as much. So even if I'm spending more time being busy, I get less done. So for me, it was really about that transition because in the beginning, you don't care. You just fucking run away from the dog, away from the dog. But more and more, the more distance you put in between you and your dog, you want to make sure to live in longevity, right? To think about the long-term ramifications. You're going to be like, okay, I'm still running from the dog, but the dog is pretty far behind. So let me take some time off to chill. Let me take some time off to go fucking watch Star Wars with my friends at at the theater, to go eat some good food. If you like really the first thing I started investing in when I started getting paid was healthy food. Yes. Healthy food, um, supplements, Super going important. to the gym. Mm. Yeah, really. That, like that's so crazy. So but again like it took me such a while to realize that like why 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 am I taking a break? You know, you're just like constantly in freak out when you're constantly alert like why am I taking a break? I got to go back. And then I'm like no dude, like you have a huge brand now like you've made your first 100k people come to your programs right it's and 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 oh, yeah. i told like really helped me like these are my assistants shout out to to guys like bastian or vinny and and and, and my friends back in the days and, and mike michael my friend like if, if they ever listen to this uh, the, those guys i told those guys they saw it and and at some point i told those guys like yo Please, I can't do it myself. Drag myself away from the computer. Like slap me in the face, mm. close the computer. Like I can't do it myself. I'm I'm lacking it because I've been running so hard from that dog. I I, I unlearned to, to to take a break. Please help me with this. Chill out, Max. Yeah, really. It was it, yeah. it 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 took me a while to to, to say that to to be able yeah. to admit that and. My current girlfriend, I told her the same, like, baby, like when I'm standing here, when I'm sitting at the coffee shop with you, when I'm, when we're at a dinner or whatever, take my phone. I don't know it. I don't know it better myself. I'm, mm. I'm a strong person when it comes to working. I'm a weak little bitch when it comes to chilling. Please, <laughs> just take my phone away. Slap me in the face, right? Kiss me. Do Make out with me. Anything. Just get me away yeah. from it. And I, like, again, like, shout out to all these people. They've helped me. They dragged me away and, and it helps a lot. And then, and then you can always do better, man. I can always do fucking better, you know. I can do this podcast with you while writing something with my right hand. Yeah. I, there's always, and there's something always somebody who does it. But at the end of the day, you gotta you're in for the long run. You are in for the long run. If you cut the sleep now and work until 4 a.m. in the morning, the next day you're not even gonna be able to do anything. So really think about it long term. Think about it long term. Sacrificing health and 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 your mental fitness. For the short term, yeah, do it for one day. If it really like, there's a deadline that needs to be met. Sure, but mm. it, it, again, like, try try to have a structure. Mm. Or maybe at the beginning where effort. you got to grind extra hard or something like that. But it's just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like again, like like yeah. Now I'm talking all about balance, and then I have some fucking guy. Who, like I started grinding a month ago. It's time for my month off. I'm like, no, shut up. Three years, okay, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. But but at the end, it's it's uh, yeah, it's longevity. It's structure things like plan ahead. Mm. Be like, this is when the product comes out. Um, the first two months, I'm gonna write it, and then I'm gonna film. Then we're gonna edit. Like plan it. Stru- like structure is so good, a, a good solution for stress, because mm. you have you have deadlines, right? And and be generous with those deadlines too, if you can. And would you say that outsourcing is important to like? Oh fuck to, yeah. It's that's beautiful massive to, in, in, to be yeah. an entrepreneur, right? Like you, yeah, every, entrepreneur, everyone wants to do everything themselves. And maybe at the start they do because they can't afford it. But then once you hit that level, then it's to start handing off shit to yeah. other people. For sure, like definitely, like like it's a miracle that I got this far while outsourcing practically nothing for years. Yeah, I have crazy, a my, dude. My yeah, Kevin. Yeah, my <laughs> business partner Kevin just started his business. He does. Uh, he sells uh, chatbots, mm. and uh, it's crazy. He, he, he prepared it for like two to three months and now he's starting to cash in. So he sells chatbots for like $3,000, $5,000. Like he, I think he made like 10K revenue just this month. And that was, that was his first revenue uh, month. And, and the first thing I told him like, dude, start outsourcing. Don't even fucking bother about anything. Hmm. Like out, like focus on your strengths, outsource the rest. And he was the same. He's like, this is my baby, blah, blah, blah. I can't afford it. I'm like, dude, you started making your first money? Live in in a, in a, in a, in a shitty apartment and start outsourcing shit. 
Like just focus on working on the business, not in the business. Mm. And the first thing that happened after me outsourcing cinematography, like it's not, I handled the camera Mm. for years. I edited my own videos for years, everything. Now I have such a great team. It took me a while to train them, you know, to to show them how my videos want to be edited. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth and you think he's got it and he's doing it completely wrong. And you're like, that's my baby. Why are you ruining the editing on this? (laughs) You gotta be well, again, long term. In the short term, I'm like, fuck it. I'll do it myself. Mm. You know, it takes me an hour. But in the long term, you got to take that hour over and over again. So I invested it. So I said, I'm going to let the guys do. I have two filmmakers with me. I'm going to let the guys do. First time the videos that they sent me back, that they showed me back, were like 70% awesome and I had to fix 30%. Mm. Second time, 80% and so on and so forth. Right now, I think exactly. we're at 95%. It's literally, I'm like, set up a shot, let me know when it's done. Done, cool. Hey, blah, 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 blah. Done, yeah. thanks. Edit it. And they edit done. it. And, and yeah. it's just so much better because now I have time to do all these other things. Now I can hire even more people and I can yeah. expand and I can. And I, have the greater vision. Sorry, I'm ranting. No, but right. outsource. <laughs> Rant away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like you know you were mentioning Elliot Hulse and that video. The first video he made after that nine month hiatus, and he's talking about like sometimes life is just like you're swimming against the current. You keep swimming and swimming, yeah. swimming. Life's telling you like, oi, slow the fuck down, or you are gonna get hurt. But you just keep going. You're just stubborn, stuck in your ways, and you just keep going, keep going, keep going, and then, yeah. A burnout happens, and you know yeah. people don't have to experience it. It's like that saying, like you know, a wise man makes his own mistake. A fool, no, a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. A fool makes his own. But, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so it's always good to learn from other people's mistakes and not get into that in the first place. But sometimes we have to learn the hard way because humans are very stubborn yeah. creatures. Um, just before we end this podcast, I just want to just ask a couple more questions. Um, you talked earlier about leveraging like, um, you know, certain traits of yourself and like, how do you leverage negative emotions, especially those inevitable, you know, those cycles that come, it's like life, man, you can't escape from negative emotions forever. How, when you're in that state, how do you actually leverage that to push you forward instead of just being like, Oh, I I want to be positive. Yeah. I I think it's really like, Again, like nowadays, we we interpret everything as good or bad, black and white, right? Yeah, so fear, negative emotions, don't do it. Mindset. Anger, negative emotions, don't do it. Like in fact, like I I try to leverage my negative emotions just as much. Like if like in fact, for the first years, three four years where I did something, I was scared shitless. Maybe mm. what if my people, what if people don't want to come to my programs? What if people don't like my videos? So every time I felt that fear, I'm like, cool. Time to work. You're going to fucking sit here and grind until you're not fearful anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you're waking up at 4 a.m. fucking sweaty and jet lagged because you're dreaming about, about, about failing. Cool. Sit down. Work until you feel better about yourself. Really. Like I leverage that emotion. I leverage anger. Dude, nothing better. Like come on. Everybody has had that angry gym sesh that was the most amazing thing yeah. you've ever done. Yeah. I've seen your epic like, rants that you've done like – a couple of years ago. Yeah, like oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell you just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like, seriously, like, like any, any emotion does. Like, and, 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 um, it, it depends. Like, anger is great to, to, to use as a, as a catalyst. Yeah. But for example, like, pure sadness, it, it, try to find the direction where the emotion wants to pull you. So, for example, sadness is as productive of an emotion. It's just different. When I'm sad, I'm not going to make a video. I'm not going to sit here. When I'm sad, I'm, 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 turning my attention inwards. Why am I sad? Yeah. Maybe I haven't taken time off recently. Maybe I treated my girlfriend worse than the way she should have been treated, right? Like mm. like any any sort of sadness is most of the time it's just like a, a, a sign like, hey, something's wrong, fix it, right? Yeah. And many times after I'm sad, I come out with, with a greater vision. I realize like, okay, I gotta adjust for five degrees here for my greater vision. So don't... Uh, don't just connotate certain emotions as bad and to avoid. Rather, see what is the emotion trying to tell me. Anger is telling you lack of action. Go fucking do something. Put that action in. You've been mm. you've been you've been slacking off too much. Sadness is you're doing something that you don't want to do. You're doing something that you're almost forced to do. Is there a different mm. is there a different path you might want to take? Um, guilt obviously is you did something wrong. Uh, because of usually egoic, uh, e- uh, e- ego-induced states, right? Like learn from your emotions. There's a reason why the emotions are. It's the same like my buddy uh, Tyler often talks about it. Like best example is a headache. 
people have a headache, right? That's not an emotional, that's a, that's a physical symptom, but it's the same. People have a headache, so they're like, headache, bad. Painkiller, exactly, yeah. boom. Yeah. Headache gone. He's like, no, there's a reason why this fucking headache is here, you motherfucker. You're yeah. hydrated, you're stressed, you're tensed in your neck. You need like whatever it is, the headache is there for a reason and you need to find the solution. And it's the same with emotion. Whatever that emotion is, there's a reason why the emotion is there. Find a solution. Don't drown it. Don't 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 repress it. What is the emotion trying to tell you? And how can you how can you how, how can you use that emotion? How can you invest that emotion in something productive? Mm. Yes. And productive, nice. not 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 in the comments, it's productive can be shit like resting. Yeah, but I, like yeah, could be shit like just thinking, right? Yeah. Anything, but but don't repress it. Why is it there? And go into that direction. Yeah, or sometimes when you're in a really low state, let's say you're you're in despair or whatever. Sometimes it could be again, just sit with yourself or journal or just do something to express or rest, like you said. But yeah, it's definitely your body telling you to do something, and it's so easy to like just take a drug. And when I say drug, I'm talking television, fucking going in your phone, eating shit, calling a friend, or little drugs itself where it's so easy to yeah. just repress it and then obviously the more you ignore it the more it grows you know that's how demons grow in the first place by ignoring them and it just fucking grows and mutates into this gigantic monster and then yeah. you have to pay the debt eventually right yes sir <laughs> it's scary though but it's better totally, now. Yeah. yeah it's better now than ever um cool man i just want to end this podcast by can you just give uh, just people listening at home, some recommendations on you know certain books or maybe people that have inspired you or impacted you in your mm-hmm. life. First of all, watch my shit, okay? Yeah, RSD definitely. Max on YouTube, RSD Max on Instagram and Facebook. Like these three platforms I'll are all the, also I'll different. I'll put all the links in the Thank you. show notes. Of Appreciate. Course. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, people always say, like, "Oh, I follow YouTube." You're missing out on all the great shit on Facebook and Instagram. I post mm-hmm. different stuff on all of those. Uh, so obviously that that number for number one, and then other than that, um, it depends on where you want to go. Um, I, I I love following Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, even though people say he's always just saying the same. But you know what? He's saying the most important points, and he repeats them over and over again. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk is great influence, and um, books in general. Many people are appalled by the idea of sitting there in silence, having to hold a fucking book in their hand. I know. I get what you're saying, bro. Audiobooks that changed Click my on life. My affiliate Audi- link like- below. <laughs> you have an affiliate yeah, for Audible? Yeah, of course. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> best best thing here. Like like, yo, I'm I'm walking to the gym, and instead of walking through the rain, minding my business, I'm blasting a fucking audiobook. Fuck like it. really, it's yeah. it's 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 less about like what's the one author I should read. It's much more about like, yo, start reading. Yeah. Start reading. I. Start reading, and if you're retarded like I am, you can't read. Use audiobooks. I read 60 books this year. That's more than my entire life before. I read, I think I read like 10 books before my whole life, and this year just like 60 books just by blasting them on my fucking headphones. And you're hanging out with a mentor, so then you're, you know, you're doing the whole, the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've been preaching audiobooks for a long time. It's the the best, especially because like, yeah, sometimes you just can't be fucked just sitting there reading a book. But anyway, before this turns into an ad for Audible. Um, <laughs> where can people find you, man? I know you said like your Instagram. Anything else that you want to promote? Uh, nope. No? RSD Max on YouTube, RSD Max on Facebook, RSD Max on Instagram. Those are my main platforms. I also have a, a business podcast, but those are promoted on these three platforms. So if you want to stay in the loop, those three platforms are the shit. Awesome. I'll check it out, man. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Did thanks for having me, dude. That have- was a sick fucking interview. Yeah, we didn't have technical difficulties this time. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. too. Namaste. <laughs> All right, brother. All the best, man. Catch. Bye. Peace, bro.